Satnam, and welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiaga Prem Singh. Thanks for tuning in. This week's episode is called Elements of the Dharma. We have new episodes every Wednesday, so if you're, uh, if you're all caught up, you can always look forward to new episodes every Wednesday of Revealing the Diamond. I'd like to give a shout out and a big thank you to our sponsor, Seed. Seed Apparel, they make incredible pants from hemp grown in Canada. Uh, they're sustainable, environmentally sustainable. They're made from natural fibers, which are great for your daily practices like yoga, meditation, whatever it is that you might do. And also they can move and bend and stretch for skateboarding, uh, rock climbing, practicing yoga asana, uh, running around with your kids, playing in a rock and roll band, whatever works for you. I wear them in a kurta to teach, uh, and I also wear them in a rock and roll t-shirt for hanging around town. And uh, they're, they're great. They're an incredible company. I really uh, agree with their mission and their value statements. They're totally in alignment with what I do. And I'm really stoked to represent them, to wear their pants, and to share with you, the listeners, and the people out there doing the work uh, about conscious business, because we get to vote with our dollars, and uh, Seed is a great, great company. So check them out, theseedstore.ca, or uh, they're on Instagram. You can check out my Instagram. I'll, I'll link uh, you to Seed at Tiago Prem. Uh, give them a follow and check out what they do. This week on uh, Revealing the Diamond, we're talking about elements of the Dharma. So what we talk about here is we talk about Yogi Bhajan and how he was first uh, introduced to Guru Ramdas. We talk about the importance of Simran. We talk about what's a Sikh, like what is a Sikh, really? I mean, if you live in where I live in uh, the Pacific Northwest, you've seen Sikhs, quote unquote Sikhs around with turbans and, and beards and even... Uh, women wearing the Dastar or the, the wrapped head, the crown. And you may just think, oh, that's a, a cultural thing that people from a certain part of the world do. And it's so much more than that. So we, we do explore that a little bit. And in the coming episodes, we will explore even more so what is a Sikh and, and why is it important and how it relates to this Dharma. We talk about the importance of sound. We talk about what is hukam, the order of the uh, uh, infinite one or the intelligence, the consciousness that is in all things. And, and we talk about how do you know uh, if it's hukam. We talk about courage, the cu courage of the ninth guru and the courage of uh, the NDP leader, Jagmeet Singh, who is uh, somebody I really look up to and admire his strength. If you haven't had a chance to read his book, Love and Courage yet, I highly recommend that. Um, you could also check out some of the things that he's done on YouTube or give him a follow on Instagram. Um, what an incredible person he is. I haven't met him yet. If you know him and uh, bring him to a yoga class at the Dharma Temple, that would be, oh my gosh, I would, that would be an incredible experience. I would be so happy. Anyhow, enough fan uh, fanning out here with my star starstruck eyes. Uh, we talk about the strength and courage of South Asians in Canada, also in relationship to Jagmeet Singh. Um, we talk about uh, the response to injustice and, and how we're all called to respond like a Sikh, even if you don't identify as one. We talk about uh, the courage of love, you know, 
love is not just romance uh, it's so much more than that and so we talk about the courage component of it uh, we talk to about relating to the teachings according to your own conditions everybody's relationship to the dharma is going to look a little different according to their own conditions um, we talk about the dastar or the turban and uh, we talk about uh, the commitment to service and how, why is that important in relationship to the dharma so it's a it's a great episode i hope you enjoy it um, if you love what we do please rate us review us wherever you listen to these podcasts share them with your friends um, also a couple of quick things before we get to the episode i have a course that's starting uh, the next tuesday which is february 4th it's 99 dollars for four weeks and uh, it can be done from anywhere so if you listen to the podcast and you'd like to learn more in a more interactive experience where you can connect with the global sangit and and come together and study and explore these teachings a little further, I would recommend doing that. If you want to sign up, you can DM me on Instagram or you can uh, email me, tiagaprem at thedharmatemple.com and I'll get you all signed up for that. You can pay PayPal if you don't live in Canada or e-transfer if you do live within Canada. And it's going to be a, a, a great experience. I'm so excited to be able to connect with the global Sangit through this means of uh, a, an online classroom. So that's going to be awesome the other thing is is that my transcreation uh, of japji Saab, the words of guru nanak the book is complete and it should be here february 7th which is really exciting my first book uh one of many i can as i was working on this project i was so feeling called uh to continue on with this so the first of many it will be available for purchase february 7th so please stay tuned for that and last but not least our dates for the aql which is the uh, leadership and lifestyle training program that happens here in vancouver and will also be happening for the first time in calgary this summer um, registration is live so check out the dates for that at the dharma temple.com or again as always get in touch with me and i can tell you all about it so there you go without further ado elements of the dharma right here on revealing the diamond satnam uh, our teacher, Yogi Bhajan, he was born a Hindu, and uh, when he was a little boy, he was severely ill with an earache, and he had a dream, and in the dream, a man with a very long beard and a, a star or a turban came and said that he would, was going to heal him. And he said, when you, he was like in a coma, like really ill. And when he woke up from the coma after having this vision, uh, he told his dad that he had this visit from this long-bearded character, this, this guy right here. And he told him to pour onion juice in his ear and he would be healed. And his dad's like, we're the shot, I guess, you know. And they poured the onion juice in his ear and he recovered. And so he became a Sikh, and that's Guru Ram Das, the fourth guru of the Sikhs, or Sikhs. You all know what I'm talking about, right? I can pronounce it like that. And so uh, he also studied yoga as a young person, but he had this deep connection to the tradition of the Sikhs, and so he began to marry some of the yoga with the uh, Sikh practices. So that's in a nutshell kind of thing. Um, and then, uh, in, you know, in some yoga traditions, they have like you become initiated by the guru. 
like the guru, you request the guru to be the student and then they say yes and then it leads to all this scandal because one person is elevated up here and the other person's down here. That's going to lead to trouble. Even if you parent like that, that's going to lead to trouble. You, know, you parent your child like, because I said so and I'm the dad and that's why, you know, that's not going anywhere good. The responsibility of the parent is to create a safe environment for the child to express what is already there. That's no hierarchy, you know. And same in spiritual traditions. If we are like this, we have some serious issues. And so Yogi Ji, he used to say, I won't initiate anybody. You know, why, why would I initiate somebody? If they're not going to do it for themselves, why would I tell them to do it? You have to initiate yourself. But some students were very good at initiating themselves. They're very disciplined and very committed to the practice. So at some point, Yogi Bhajan would have to send them to his teacher. And his teacher is the Siri Guru Granth Sahib, or the sacred book of the six. That's the, that's the connection to the Kundalini Yoga. So why is this important? Well, it's important because I've watched over and over and over again, people have profound healing experiences with the technology of Kundalini Yoga, and it's mostly from one practice, and the practice is called Simran. Have you heard of it before? You do it every time you come here and practice. You inhale, Sat and exhale Nam, Sat Nam, Sat Nam, Sat Nam, Sat Nam, Sat Nam. And that's the primary practice, it's the foundation of a Sikh. And the interesting thing about a Sikh is that it's not a religion. That's not a popular thing to say, but it's not a religion. It's a, Sikh means student, a student of truth. And a student, I mean, how do you practice being a student of truth? It's a pretty broad thing, right? Like, if I said to you, like, what do you do for a living? You're like, I'm a student of truth. I'd probably be like, what does that look like? You know? And, and also, it's in the scriptures of the Sikhs that uh, a Sikh is only something that the individual proclaims. Something outside of them doesn't proclaim it. Some group doesn't proclaim it. It's your own individual relationship to this technology. And everybody's going to relate to it in a different way. Y'all heard the story about the blind uh, people who uh, meet an elephant and then they're asked to describe the elephant. One blind person feels the leg, and one feels the tail, and one feels the trunk, and one feels the ear. And then you ask the blind people what an elephant is like, and everyone has a very different answer. You know, The person who felt the belly says, it's very big. And the person who felt the tail said, it's like this long, and sort of pokey, and has a little bit of hair coming off of it. And, and nobody's right, and nobody's wrong. It's just a piece of the picture. So we've been given this uh, technology that uh, ultimately, I think, more than anything, there, there's a sp spiritual component in the mantra. The mantra is really like where you connect to the command. And when I say the command, I mean the big C command. And the big C command is the intelligence that connects all of life. 
Like if you want to know what the big C command is, uh, watch your reaction to some beautiful thing in nature. You know, put your hand up if you've looked at a sunset ever and been like, this is not that great, I've seen better. Nobody, really, right? You know, <laughs> and if you have, you're just giving me a hard time. But there is a moment where you're looking at some, you know, or the ocean, or there's a, a pause, isn't there? Like, have you driven through the Rocky Mountains before? You know, it's breathtaking. You know? That's the experience of oneness. That's the command of the in great intelligence. Like, you feel small and large at the same time. It's hard to put into words. That's the great command, right? And the teachings say, you know, look to that for what is real, what is the true command. But that's the spiritual side of it, and then it can be accessed through sound, and then also, right, through mantra. And, you know, you hear a beautiful piece of music, like say you have a tough day, you put on a beautiful piece of music, just for a moment, you forgot about your pain, right? So that's an, a component of it. But then the really big component of it is that it was a social movement or a civil rights movement that basically said uh, the main teaching of the first Guru, uh, Guru Nanak, is Ekankar. I talked about it in the class yesterday. And basically the teaching is if you demonize a person, for their gender identity, for their sexual preference, for what caste they are, for where they come from, for what job they do, you are essentially going against Ekankar, which is the root of the practice. So that means that it's for everybody. In fact, there was, I was just telling Tanya before I came here, one, I don't know. I would love someone to tell me. I have a degree in comparative religious studies, but I haven't come across this in other faiths before. But the ninth guru gave his life to protect the rights of a faith that he didn't practice and also didn't agree with. Gave his life. Not like, was like, hey, could you please not do that? And then sacrifice his life for that. You know. Is it, that's a big thing. And the foundation of it is that. And so, you know, when, when somebody like Jagmeet Singh steps forward and says, I'm going to run uh, to be a leader in a political party, you know that South Asians had to fight for their right to vote and didn't get to vote till the end of 19, the 1940s? It's a big deal. It's not like, oh, yeah, that's kind of nice. It's a big deal. And one of the cool things is you're not going to find much dirt on the guy. And the reason why is because he's walking according to these principles. Does that mean he's never done anything wrong? No. But it means that there's something to this. And so the ties to Kundalini Yoga is the Simran part is going to remind you who you are in relationship to the pain and suffering of this world. You know what I mean? So that when people are noticing the division and when people are caught up in the anxiety, the depression, the xenophobia that's happening all around, you have a practice to lean into that will remind you who you are. So that you have the strength and courage to respond like a Sikh. Not join a religion, a Sikh is a student of truth. If somebody is being treated 
or demonized for being different, you step in no matter what. That's a sick. And in order to do that, you think you're going to have to have some grit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> big time. You know, big time. And, and that's the crossover that is so important in Kundalini Yoga is that it's not just mental, like gathering information about who, you know, what guru did this and like Bible stories or something. It's not about that. It's about strengthening the container through the exercises that we do and developing a connection to your infinity through Simran. Like the other day, nobody wants to do this for half an hour. Nobody does. But if you do it with a deep connection to sound and you do it with a deep connection to I know that I'm a force of nature, that my body is capable of doing this, the point is not to keep your arms out. The point is to see beneath the surface of the pain and suffering who you are in relationship to it so that when shit gets heavy out there, which happens, you know, like I get involved in all sorts of discussions online or with people who don't like the way that I look or whatever it might be, I've gotten myself to a point where I can address that inappropriate behavior from a place of love. And it doesn't mean soft. You know, you understand? Like the uh, thing you're saying with Jagmeet Singh, that is not a soft experience. It's not like, oh yeah, let's all sing Kumbaya and have a nice time. It's like in the belly of the beast, will you be able to show up and see the oneness? Do we need that in the society where we live? Big time. And that's the connection. And do you have to join a religion and sign away your life? No, you could. Some people did that with Yogi Bhajan. They thought, you know, he's taught us everything I can learn. Now I want to know what, you know, grandpa said. So you go to the Guru Granth Sahib. Other people, breathe in Sat, breathe out Nam is enough. You understand? We can relate to it in different ways because we have different conditions. This isn't a black belt, you know, the turban and beard is not a black belt. Some people think like that, you know, if I'm really good and I'm really nice and I do my sadhana, then I'll have a turban and a beard someday. It doesn't work like that. But I'll tell you one rule on the whole practice that I have around the turban and the beard. This is not a religious dress. I only have one rule. You can ask my wife about this. I will never put a turban on or take a turban off because of fear or shame. That's the one rule. That's a sick. You know, it's like I won't stand by and watch somebody be treated poorly. And when you see somebody who looks like this, that's what they're supposed to do. So if you need help and somebody who looks like this is just standing by watching, scream at them, you're supposed to help me. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what it means. They'll be like, oh shit, they know. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, it was an incredibly potent session and I'm so, so, so humbled and grateful uh, for the gurus and for the teachings and for the Sangit, uh, the company uh, of people in our community who love and support me and give me the energy 
that I need to continue on. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm just feeling really inspired to go out there and do the work. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your participation and your attention, uh, in supporting this podcast. Lots of love to y'all and we'll see you soon. Satnam. Why you